My name's Mark Redacted Copes. <laughs> I'm Andrew Redacted Baxter. <laughs> and this is Redacted and Redacted. <laughs> All puppies and watermelon. We gave it away. It's just funny. I'm looking at you and your webcam and uh, yep. you look very relaxed. And when I have to do Zoom meetings, like because I'm like in a shared room, uh, at the moment at home and I want to like we have a rule that when we have meetings we go into the lounge room or whatever so we're not disrupting the other person and uh, so I take my laptop and go on the couch and I just like lounge on the couch like you so they just think I lounge all day when I work <laughs> it's just to be super <laughs> relaxed but I swear I've got an office set up <laughs> this is why not having a webcam is a good move yeah hey just break your webcam Accidentally, no, I don't want to break it. Doesn't computer. work. No, don't, not, not accidentally. Just, just break it. Like, just uh, go in and uninstall the drivers or something. Oh no, mm. my webcam's not working. So, Baxter, would you like to talk what? about the ashes? Nope. 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 Don't remember that. Moving sport? on. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shame because I don't actually know the results. I was kind of hoping you'd tell me what actually happened. I just wanted to have the skit where you'd ask me about it and I'd say no. <laughs> It went that badly. Was that over Christmas, was it? Yes. Mm. I mean, it was in your country. Granted, it didn't come to Perth. and uh, But if we want to talk about cricket, we can, because the Perth Scorchers. I was watching it last night. I watched the second half of the game. No idea it was the uh, the grand final. But um, no, they... But they're all super excited that they were winning. I'm like, oh, that's a bit excited. They're pretty keen to win this game. I get it was a turnaround. They weren't doing so well, then they did well. That's worthy to celebrate. They, they weren't doing very well, and then the Englishman got in. And then he was just like, no, 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 no. This is the Perth Scorchers. We win, mate. Ah, oh, so you're claiming part victory, are you? I can't claim anything. I'm nothing to do with it. But I, I, I was enjoying I, – I enjoy following it from a distance. It's not as easy to follow from here because unlike in Australia where it's on like free-to-air TV – uh, it's it's not as available here. I was trying to watch the last bit of the final, but um, I just couldn't. I, I was trying VPNs and I was trying other bits, and it's nothing was. Everything was just going. No, you're not in Australia. We know. We Damn know it. you're not in Australia. Damn it! They're you're getting smart. Australia. Yeah. Well, the, all these things are now because you've got these VPNs and not, and like, as anyone who's probably been on the internet in the last like two or three years will know, there's a lot of things that are sponsored by VPNs. And, and a lot of them will say, oh, well, you can watch Netflix from so-and-so place or you can watch your shows from this place. And I'm finding, actually, how long are they going to be able to keep on saying that? Because well, it's, it's not the case. Thought. Well, and also, like, it's it's not um, it's not kosher. Like, it probably shouldn't be blatantly advertised. It is a really weird thing to say. Like, here's a way to pirate things. Have, have you ever thought about breaking the law and not getting caught? We've got the product just for you. And they've written the message. I mean, VPNs are great things. I am also kind of aware, like... With a lot of things to do with like and just technology, I'm relying on a lot of work that's done by other people. Have I checked their homework? No. Would I be able to? No. It's like I'm just all I'm doing is I'm paying someone for a service so that I can go onto my phone and press a little button and it goes deep, and then yep. my phone goes yes. <laughs> good things are happening now, and I go it's- hmm. I like good things are happening, and it says do you want to know about the good things that are happening? I don't know what the. <laughs> It's and, the weirdest yeah. user experience, isn't it? It's almost too easy. Like it's just mm. a button. You press the button, and I guess that's it. I, press the I guess that was, Google doesn't know who I am. Um, guess that was worth ten bucks per month. I guess. Yeah, how much? Oh, yeah, yeah, you pay it all up front as well. Like, 
Weird. I do this thing on my phone. There's an app called, like, uh, I don't know, Google Rewards Survey, and they send out random surveys. And most Ooh. of the time it's like they're, they're getting data, and I'm no, I understand it, but they give you some, like, Google Play credits. And the questions Ooh. that I'm okay with answering is, like, you've just gone to, say, Officeworks to buy, I don't know, ream of paper. And as you leave, it'll say, have you just been to one of these shops? And it'll be, like, obscure shop, obscure shop, obscure shop, Officeworks. And you're like, yeah, I've been to Officeworks. I click it. And then it says, uh, did you pay in cash or card? And I said, you know, paid with card. And that's it. And there's like 50 cents. And it's like, okay, they're getting my data, but I'm okay to sell that data. But now they're getting more brazen. They're saying like, do you have your, a receipt? And would you be comfortable taking a photo of the receipt? No, no, no. that is not worth 50 cents. <laughs> it's like some data I'm okay with, some data I'm not okay with. It makes sense that they're farming out this stuff. And like in some cases, it like- at least you're getting paid for your data as opposed to like say Facebook or something that just sells it. And then I, yeah. I still can't believe like the Facebook, like everyone knows that this is happening, right? Like Facebook aren't subtle about it and they go, yeah, we sell you data. Like it's on our taxes. Of course we sell it. And then no, at no point has the government gone or has any of the government's just successfully gone. Yeah. You know, that data that you're selling, that's not yours. Like that, that's, that's, that's your users. It, like you can't just, I can't, that someone's able to go and sell like here's a load of stuff about Andrew Baxter. I love that like Apple does what they want with certain things. So like you know how Facebook's ads more like they they run on ads. That's where they make their income. The same with like Google with AdWords. Yeah. But um, Apple introduces things you might have started seeing with the ads, and Android copied them. Is saying like, uh, would you like this app to be able to track your data? And no dummy's going to say yes. Most people say no. But that affects, like, a whole bunch of reporting for websites like this. So, like, uh, um, Facebook advertising can't accurately figure out your data or what you're doing. And that affects the results of the people that are paying money for it. And so, like, seeing it from my end, running some ads, you'd see, like, these – as soon as Apple's made this switch, uh, Facebook had all these notices saying like, uh, we're working on a solution. Uh, I swear it's not a big problem and it's not going to disrupt us completely, but I think it would have. Honest, it's not a problem that we can't do really shady things anymore. Are you on a VPN? I feel like we may have talked about this. I feel like I just got on rants about this occasionally. Yeah. Like when you think about the feed and you go through it and you see the sponsored post, each time a sponsored post comes up or something that's boosted that it doesn't tell you that it's been boosted, it's like 20 cents. So like you scroll for a minute and you've just given them a couple of bucks. And so yeah. like if everyone's doing that, every time you scroll, you're just generating income from nothing. It's literally like nothing has to be made. It's just showing you something. And so I their business is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like I was just but saying like, yeah, sitting in the car and someone, you know, someone's just flicking through their phone. Don't do it while you're driving people. But if anyone else is like anytime <laughs> they're in a line and they're flicking through their phone, um, yeah, you're just literally putting another coin in their money box. What a business. I haven't. I mean, I've thought about it like for advertising, like on, um, say, YouTube and stuff. And like the amount of times an advert will come up, and I'll just be, I'll think, well, that's a waste of money for them because that's not going to work for me. Right, and right, the, right. Uh, although the adverts wear you down inevitably. Like, um, uh-huh. are you? Uh, uh, do you have the Go Compare? That's not a thing in Australia, is it? I think we got like compare the market, but pretty you similar. Compare the market, right? In the UK, there's one called Go Compare, which had um, a marketing campaign that had a guy singing it, an operatic song about Go Compare, and it was notorious because it was very annoying. Um, and I remember, like at the time, thinking, "God, this this 
this advert's annoying. I'm going to reward that by never giving this website my business. But when it came time to get my car insurance, <laughs> I could only remember one one website. So um, so they uh-huh. did my business. They did win. And it was only afterwards so I've like finished the whole thing and bought my bit. I'm like, oh God, why did I? It worked. I feel I feel such a fool. Here's another thing to think about: Netflix recommendations. And especially the thing that says this is a percentage match for you. Is that accurate? And does it even need to be? Yeah, if Netflix makes an original show where they've got an incentive for it to do well, of course they're going to tell you it's trending so everyone watches it because everyone wants what's what's, yep. what's trending. But, like, they have no reason to have that, that be accurate. It's just crazy, like, to think that it could be all lies. Not only that, but... Um- I, for me, it's like, here's a load of shows that are 98% matching. Like It's like people who are on Netflix watch all of our shows. Mm-hmm. Great. N- none of this is relevant. And also, I don't know how judges, like, what is the show I liked. Because it has a like and dislike system on it, but I don't use it very much. Yeah, so no, I don't no know one if does. it's like basing it on the five shows that I did give a thumbs up or a thumbs down to, or just based <laughs> on what I've watched. But then it goes, well, you watch this show. You, you watch five minutes of an episode of this show, so therefore we'll just assume you really like it. Did you watch this? I didn't watch that. Oh, yeah, we get lots of weird recommendations, and it's like, I'm pretty sure I don't watch like Korean pop romance drama. I don't know what they are, but it's not, well, it's not been on my list. This is something that um, I remember some, uh, reading uh, someone from Spotify had written uh, it was either a blog post or a news article, an interview they'd done. And they said, We ended up in a really weird position because part of the reason we created Spotify was to like, diversify music and make the barrier make the barrier for entry lower so that people mm-hmm. smaller artists are able to get into you know able to get money out of the industry and able to make it work and what they didn't realize is that they actually ended up doing the opposite they somehow managed to become gatekeepers of music because mm-hmm. they're who they promote because they've got massive massive client base who they promote get can get make a huge difference to like who gets listens mm-hmm. so they, they were saying it's really like we didn't expect this to happen but i guess it's always inevitably going to happen if you've got one big platform that platform gets a lot of control over who who gets listened to and who doesn't even if they're trying not to yeah i like to think that they're being legit there and talking about like mm. um positive effects to the world but you can't help be a skeptic and go uh they they didn't realize that they'd have this alternate way of making money of if people want to pay they can promote it of of course they're gonna take it that's the thing isn't it yeah oh no what's that we're all making all this money oh i'm so sad (laughs) where are you right now i am in sweden sweden i think it's called svensk svensk is Svensk is a, a, is a, a how I mispronunciate how the Swedes talk about their own country. There, on the road it says Svensk. Spell Svenskt. Svensk. Uh, S V E N S K. Yeah, that's no, silly. That's Swedish. That's not Sweden. That's Swedish. That's how they say Swedish. Svenska uh, is Swedish. Sverige. Hmm. I don't know how to pronounce. It. There's a G in there somewhere. Seven consonants. They they have like weird things and they all speak Swedish and then they all speak English and I speak a little bit of Swedish. Um 
So we're currently staying off across visiting Linnea's parents for a couple of months. I, I work remotely now, so brought work with me. And you took your van. How long does it take yeah. to drive from UK to Schwingst? Uh Right. So we left the house on Thursday evening, slept overnight near the port, and then got on the ferry Friday morning, got off the ferry Friday afternoon. That was about quarter past five. Really. Did you sleep on your van, in your van on the ferry? No, you're not allowed. You, you, when you get on the ferry, you have to get off your out of your vehicle and go be above ah. the vehicle decks. They don't want you downstairs. But we did have a cabin, so we just like, oh, great, we'll just go sleep in the cabin for, for half a day. So we left Hook of Holland, which is where, the, where we landed, at about half past five in the afternoon. We then had to drive from there... To the Swedish border, as in just go, because the the apart the only reason we were allowed into the Netherlands and Germany without having to self isolate is because we were transiting through. So we mm-hmm. on entry, we just say, they just say, "Oh, you going to Sweden?" Uh, yeah, they say because they see a Swedish passport, British passport, and they go, "Where are you going?" Sweden. Oh, cool. Right off you go. Pinky swear you won't stop anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. Basically, they had to do that. We had to, so to get into this. Oh my god! Was, we had to push this trip back a couple of weeks, and it kept on being complicated because the first time we pushed it back, we like just after we pushed it, we pushed back to just after Christmas instead of just before Christmas. And then as we're coming up to Christmas, like Europe shuts down, mm-hmm. like Omicron is going rampant in the UK, and suddenly Germany's just like nope. You're not going to come in if you want. If you want to come into Germany, you're going to have to like self isolate for a million days and do loads of things that you can't do. And then like the Netherlands were just like we're in lockdown, and I'm like, oh great, that means we're not going to be able to go. But then as we push it back a week, and then suddenly things start opening up. And I don't know if you've noticed this, like if this has happened in in Australia, but they they're very public about when things are shut down and be like, this is it, you can't go anywhere. Don't go out. But then as things start opening up again, they kind of don't mention it. Hmm. They're, they're yeah. Quietly just be like, oh yeah, the borders are open again. Why didn't you ask? Guess it's because um, I don't want to rush, but yeah, yeah. No, probably. So anyway, to get into the Netherlands, we needed four things, if you include passport. Uh, we needed a proof of vaccination, uh, proof of a negative test, and fill in a quarantine declaration form. And I've been like, researching this for weeks and like checking it the day before going has it changed doing anything else right okay i think i've got all these bits of paper i've got these bits of paper i hope you don't need to print them out um getting really worried about it and then to get onto the ferry we had to show basically the whole lot like oh Hmm. here's passports okay i need your proof of vaccination proof of test and quarantine declaration okay here they all are took a while okay yeah great right what's in the back which, for some reason, it wasn't the question I was expecting, but as soon as she asked, I'm like, that makes sense. A big white van turns up and they're going, right, what are you taking across international borders? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I go, oh, it's a camper van. Right, can I have a look? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Which is okay. before what they would usually do, I guess, at borders. Yeah. They wouldn't do any like vaccination stuff. But <laughs> no, normally it would just be, what have you got in the back of your big white van? And then... Uh-huh. It seems to be just a case of open it up and they go, yeah, there's a bed in there. There's like some cupboards. Okay. Looks like a camper van to me. It's not full <laughs> to the brim with TVs or something. Uh-huh. Um, okay. I see what you're saying. Yep. Like, so that, yeah, I mean, they're just checking, like, is this a van that we're going to want to have a look at? Oh, 
so, fortunately, like, I was expecting to get like the proper because like just after just after that, that was passport control and like checking tickets and stuff and like whatever. Just after that was like where customs proper was, where they would be like they'd wave most of the people through, but every now and then they'd be like pull someone mm-hmm. out and be like, "Now nah, we're going to search your car and have the dogs smell it." I was I was like for sure we're going to get pulled over in Swift because we're just a massive white van, mm-hmm. but no, we just got way through that bit, so that was mm-hmm. quite nice. Do you ever think um, that people that do nefarious things with white vans, they just need to paint their van a different colour? Because how many people stop a purple van? You know what I mean? Maybe. Like white vans are always suspicious. Like if if you make your if you have your van just like a grey van with like nice mountain stickers on the side <laughs> and stuff, you'll probably get away with a load more. Like it could be full to the brim of drugs, and everyone just goes, "Oh, they're off on holiday." Yeah. Um. But to, but so like that that time we were like, "Oh, good, we're on the ferry." That's one. One thing down, you know, at least we're one, one stage over. Hopefully it'll go all right from this point. And after that, like, people just seem to care less. Like, we get we get off the ferry and we driving up to the passport control and then suddenly go, oh, no, we're in the wrong line because, unfortunately, I'm no longer a European citizen, so I'm not allowed to be in the European citizen's lane. I'm meant ah. to be in the all passports lane. But um, we're like, oh, well, we can't really change now. That would cause more problems. We'll just, uh, you'll just have to apologise and... As if it's okay. Uh-huh. And we get to there, we say, oh, I'm really sorry that we're in the wrong one. And the uh, Dutch guy's just like, yeah, it's fine. You can't see from back there. Cool. Whatever. <laughs> right, anyway. Um, yeah, passports. Uh, stamps my passport. Nearly goes to stamp the European passport. And goes, no, not meant to stamp that one. <laughs> um, and then he's like, uh, poof. Both vaccinated? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got, we got you want to see the proof. No, that's all right. Um, uh, where, where are you staying? Going to Sweden? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Off you go. I feel like the right. more nervous you are with immig- like uh, border control, the just the more relaxed they are. They just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, you, you you're not sneaking into the country. You wouldn't be able to. Yeah. So they, <laughs> it was just like, oh, okay, right. We're in Europe now. That, that I guess works. We're in. Uh-huh. Um, and then it was just head down and drive to towards Sweden because. We had to get to the Swedish border within 48 hours after taking the test because we had to go and get like a proper test taken mm. like by, by, by a person. So mm. we could, not just one of these at-home tests so that we have a, a negative test result to show at the Swedish border. That needed to be 48 hours after we took it in the UK. And we also, we also like there were other rules which we possibly could have got away with, but like in the, in the Netherlands and in Germany, we were allowed to stay for less than 12 hours and we were allowed to stop to use, to get fuel and go to the toilet, but we weren't allowed to stop to sleep. Mm. Um, I don't know how they were checking this, but... I think they go around keep yeah. poking people that are asleep just so they don't. Well, like, so this is the thing. Like, I was then thinking, right, we're, the next border we've got to cross is into Germany. So when we get there, um, this website says we don't need to fill in a form because we're only passing through, but I don't know. Like, I, So I'll just get there, and if they ask questions, I'll just say that the website says this, so if I've, we didn't know. Um, and then to get into the German subordinate, uh, to get into Germany, we just kept on driving. Like There was there was nothing there. There was hmm. just a sign just saying, welcome to Germany, and it was like, straight through. Like, oh, oh, that was easy. Right, cool. Right, well, that's one more down. Um, I couldn't imagine then, the research you would have had to do. Like, uh, for us to fly somewhere, at least you've got to research where you're leaving from, where you're getting to, mm-hmm. and that's probably it. But you sound like you have to do, like, there's like a checklist. 
This is a many phase trip. And normally it wouldn't be a problem. Normally it would just be right. Look, it would just drive across, get on the ferry at one end of the, uh, get on the ferry here, get get off the ferry there, and just drive through. No problem. But mm-hmm. because we had all these different borders and all these different rules for coronavirus, I was like having to work out what it was. Once we were in Denmark, we could slow down technically then, because Denmark didn't have a requirement for quarantine, so that meant we were allowed to just enter Denmark. Um, uh, we, we did actually get stopped at the border there, but that's just because they—I mean, I think they were stopping everyone, but they just there. They just looked at passports, and we again had all the phones up, like, oh, "Which one to see? <laughs> do you want to see how many vaccinations I've got? Do you, want to, do you want to see my tests?" And they were just like, "Oh, going to Sweden? Yep." Have a nice time. Cool. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, that's that. Like that again. That was that was quite easy. Um, but it's the problem so with that- being an o- overachiever is that like you're all prepared. And you're like, let me prove how prepared I am. I've color coded everything. Like, what would you like next? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Oh. And, and, and you're like, I've got all these things, but I've got all these things that I want to show you. And they're like, uh, oh, well, and they're going, it's, it's late at night. Come and let. I don't, I don't want to be here. Just get on with it. Um, and then, so then driving through Denmark was, uh, it, it was getting pretty early and we just, we, the last thing we did, so to get from Denmark to Sweden, you have to go across the bridge of the bridge fame. I don't know if you're, are you aware of the TV show, the bridge? No idea. There's a, a Swedish Dutch, I can't remember if it, it might actually just be Swedish, but it's, it's a crime drama where hmm. the premise is the first thing that happens is a body is dropped on the bridge between Denmark and Sweden on the international border. So the police mm. from both sides of the border have to work together and that then they have to start solving crime and things. Um so we were quite excited to get drive across that. But uh, that does mean you get to a point of like the borders between say uh the the Netherlands, Germany and Denmark were quite nondescript. The one at the one between Denmark and Germany had like a little booth where they had a person telling us to turn this way and then had a little a little tent not not a little tent like a big gazebo we had to drive through where they just went passports please um but the because you're getting onto a, a bridge there's no way to turn around there was like big signs saying like last exit for Denmark <laughs> like arrows on the thing saying Sweden this way <laughs> but then we get to the, so this is the last border we're getting to um we're driving up to it and like this is the one that I'm like because we're not passing through here, I'm expecting to be a bit, like a bit stricter. I'm like actually check like, mm-hmm. are you allowed to enter Sweden? Um, and the first thing we had to get to was a toll booth, and they, funny enough, weren't interested in our passports. They were just like, no, no, that's not, no, just no, you're just paying to use the bridge here. Give me some money. <laughs> okay, right, pay, pay some money. Right. And then we get to the next one, and um, they were just like, oh, you, you got some tests? Yeah, okay, cool, right, uh, yeah, have, have a nice day. If anyone should be the most strict, it would be yeah. the last call of defense. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like expecting this to be the what like we, we had a contingency of like what happens if we get to any of these borders and they say no, like, well, I guess we turn around and go back to back to the ferry and try and get on. Um but like it was just a weird moment where we we're just like, all this time we've been worrying about what's gonna happen in this, and then mm-hmm. it turns out the border control really don't care. <laughs> Or like didn't care. I I think it's because we were driving. Like they were probably it for them. We're just another van passing through. Yeah, they've got hundreds of people crossing the border every day. And despite the fact that we're being told, oh, it's all very strict and all 
all like being checked and controlled. It's probably not because in reality, there's loads of people who live near the border who are crossing it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, this this was about six o'clock in the morning, having driven all night, and because we were then in Sweden and we didn't have a requirement to quarantine, that meant we could finally stop and sleep. Yeah, it's probably like the one time where it's the opposite of how they're like, if you're tired, pull over. And they're like, mm. on on this journey, like, if you're tired, don't you dare stop. You'll breach yeah, your- it was like, what do we do to stop? We stopped to change drivers. That was it. Um, wow. Other, other things, like weird things I saw was on um, on the autobahn. And this at this point, I'm awake. And he's in the passenger seat asleep. So this I, I could, could have made this up, but um, I was <laughs> driving along and going, that car that appears to have like, I think it's got its hazards on, but some of its lights aren't working. I think there's a car there. And then as I get closer, I was like, something's not quite right. And then I eventually work out, oh, it's a car towing another car, but the car getting towed hasn't got its lights on. But the car in front's got its hazards on. So it's like, okay, you're trying, but this is really hard to see. (laughs) At which point I then decide, right, I'll check my my mirrors. Okay, I can I think that's all right. I'm on the I'm driving on the wrong side of the road, so I can't really check my blind spot properly. So I pull out to overtake it. At which point, an Audi comes up behind me at 200 kilometers an hour, Oof. flashing its lights, and I'm just like, "Yeah, wait, this this van doesn't doesn't shift like this." But that was definitely a moment of me going past it, going, "Hmm, I think that just happened." <laughs> I thought you were about to say like, oh, "I was I was tired, so it might not have been real." But I swear I saw a dragon just coasting down the <laughs> autobahn. But turns out it was real. Hamburg is a big place. We went past that and you're basically driving right through the port. And I was like, oh, that's big ships. Um, hmm. But hopefully in the future when we do this trip, we'll be able to like take more time about it and stop in places. Yeah. On the way back, we're hoping to be able to do that. This time was definitely a, a weird experience where it was, right, we're going to do five countries in a day. Go. Um, well, yeah, if like if you can do it this way at this time, any future trip is going to be easier. Once we were in Sweden, obviously it was a lot more relaxed because we're in the country now. Like we just follow the rules here, and we, we should be fine. But the thing is, so I reset the clock about twenty miles into the, the Netherlands because I forgot to do it before we left, and um, then that was saying by the time we got to the Swedish border, it was like, oh, you've been going for about eleven hours. Once we got that far, we still had five and a bit hours left to go. So like half of that again. So mm-hmm. a third of the driving in Europe was Sweden. From what I hear, a lot of nothing. Is it? Is that true or not? Yeah. yeah. yeah like, it's all very much the same as well. Well, actually, no, actually no, as soon as we'd left Malmo, so Malmo is the city where the bridge is. That's on like the, the closest point. It's across the water from Copenhagen. All right. So we go around that and that that looks like city. And then you go around that and then it's just, yeah, fairly similar for the basically the whole way. So so this is like two, three days all up? Um, door to door was probably 48 hours or so. Oh, my God. So for um, those playing at home, like uh, you've gone through, what would you say, five countries? Uh, yeah, so we were in the UK, the Netherlands, Germany, Denmark, and Sweden. Cool. So you've five countries, you've got on a boat, you've gone through regular many checks. If yep. you were to leave from my city and head east – in 48 hours, you'd probably just cross a border of another state and you won't have even hit the next city yet. It's ridiculous that you can see so much so quick. Like, what what were they all thinking having different languages? It's so dumb and inefficient of you guys. <laughs> you guys are so oh. close. 
I mean, and I'd looked up like how to say hello in Dutch and and all these things, and nope, everyone just spoke English to us. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you go there and you say like, "Wow, your English yeah. is really good," and you're like, "Yeah, of course it is." <laughs> Having been here for now, because we've been here um, a bit over two weeks, like so, I've been I've been say shopping or more often by myself and stuff. Whereas before, when I've been to Sweden, I'd only be visiting for a short amount of time, so I hadn't had to go and do. Mm-hmm. things by groceries much. yeah but now like i've been playing frisbee indoors here hmm. which is great because it's going nice to go to go and meet people but of course everyone's swedish so they normally speak swedish to each other but um they're all very kind and speak english to me and oh like, wow. uh, every now and then someone who i haven't met yet will just ask me like oh so do you do you speak swedish tours or just english and i'm like oh i only speak a little bit of swedish but I kind of tell what's going on because I've been playing the sport for years and there's only so many mm-hmm. drills. So they'll be explaining a drill in Swedish and I'll just be like, oh, right, so we're going to cut long this time or something. Not because I know what they're saying, but because I'm looking at where they're pointing. Because uh-huh. um, <laughs> I'm not some an idiot. The, <laughs> well, like, like I said, or, once, or someone pointed out to me once, um, in, in Ultimate, there's only about four drills. Everything else is just a variation. Um, mm-hmm. But that um, it's it's been odd trying to play it in Swedish because there's like a lot of things I don't know how to say, but everyone's English is so good that I can just say it in English and they'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah, they're, all, yeah. they're also they'll be like talking like if we're on the line just before a point, deciding what to go, we're going to do. They'll be talking to each other in Swedish and then they'll turn around to me and go, "Oh, we're doing this in English," uh-huh. and I say, "Just tell me what the Swedish is for it, and then you don't have to translate <laughs> for me." <laughs> or how about all that talking was actually pointless because you summarized it in three words so you know yeah. maybe. <laughs> well that's usually a bit of back and forth what are we going to do what are we going to i don't know what we're going to do uh right we'll do what we've been doing for the last 11 points cool <laughs> yeah some, sometimes i feel like people might know this who don't play frisbee but you'll play a point and after each point it resets so like the losers walk down the other end of the field so you got like a minute or two to like talk and figure out what you're going to do the next thing and Often, like, often losing the point is a reason somehow for everyone to say, like, how we can do better. And that's good. Like, sure, everyone's trying to improve. But sometimes you sit and think, do we, like, do we really need to talk? I don't know. Because obviously we lost. This time we don't want to lose. So we just want to not do what we just did and do something different. And sometimes you just can't help it. It's weird. Like sometimes it's just talking for the sake of talking. And we're just like, we just need to do the same thing, yeah. but better. We just need to not like, lose this time. Uh, yep. You could basically always replace it by how about we catch the disc and we stop them catching the disc? Yeah. Or if, if we can be more blunt without hurting feelings, like if we're robots, we'd be like, Harry, don't drop it. Yeah. You're being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> like, that would be. But, I love those kind of pep talks, though, when you talk, you're walking down to the line and you're going, well, let's just not do that again. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's funny, isn't it? Like it's, you almost feel the need to to incrementally increase every time. But after you've been playing with the same people for years, it's like we, you pretty much know what everyone can do. It's it's yeah. it's and, weird. And, it's, and like I know I, I'm not going to say it again because I'm telling this person to not drop it for two years. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Or if it's or if it's you, it's like, man, I should really stop doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you look grumpy all the time? Because I keep on making the same mistake. The same mistake, yeah. So you're getting to do all the things you want to do. Yeah, finally. Didn't get to last winter. Hope but hopefully we still get into Norway this winter. 
Well, this is an interesting segue between like being old and doing skiing and being in Australia and not being able to do skiing. But we recently bought, just this week, we bought rollerblades. And it's probably the closest we can get to skiing, I'm going to say. And it kind of feels like it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Kind of feels like because we wear all the pads and the helmet and you're kind of all geared up. It takes you like half an hour just to bloody get ready to go rollerblading. And uh, I didn't know at all how I was going to get because, like, I'm no spring chicken. But you know how there's, like, a certain time where you're like, sure, a friend invites you to go play their weird sport. And you're like, sure, I'll, I'll give it a go. Like, I'm young. I'll figure it out. I'm sure I'll be good at it. Like, it's just sport, just a different ball. A diff- sounds rude if I say a different ball, different hole. But that's pretty much what sport <laughs> is. And so, like, I'll figure it out. <laughs> Please don't take that out of context. <laughs> Anyone listening? Oh, we're going to put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> uh, but that's yeah, all Anyways, let's be honest. Let's be honest. And so, like, I used to play, I used to, like, rollerblade, like, with my brother and friends. We used to, like, play inline hockey because, like, we just wanted to be, like, a Mighty Duck when we were kids. You know, just classic stuff. Mm. And I'd say, like, pretty competent as a child, but I definitely haven't been on it since. And I guess as an adult, I've been snowboarding maybe like three instances. Maybe I've been ice skating like once or twice. And that's about it. Being pretty hopeless at both. And so I literally had no idea if I like straight away was going to fall over and break my hip or break my arm or, uh, or just somehow still have it. And so it was very interesting. But we went in that first one. Didn't stack it on the first go. So I'm pretty happy. But... Turns out I still got it a little bit, still can, I think I can learn it, but it's probably been the first time where I've gone, or oh, give it another five years, I probably wouldn't have bought rollerblades. Just, just thinking about the realities of how easy it is to fall and break your elbow or like, <laughs> or something like that. It's a bit more riskier there than, than running around playing netball or something like that. This is what happens. You, your body just starts to go, why does my hurt? No, why does my ex hurt? <laughs> Why does my, my hips yeah, hurt? It's fun. It was really fun. So I'm excited for you to do all, all those activities and really cool ice things. I think uh, over here, I don't know if you, have you seen, because it's kind of like road baby, have, have you seen what um, roller skis look like? Oh, so people train for like cross country skiing, but with rollerblades, right? Yeah. 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 We see the odd person doing it, but we're like, you're an idiot. <laughs> so it's, uh, they, it's they, not they normal here. Really weird in Australia. Yeah. Like, what? Where they are do you, it though. Where There's are you training for? <laughs> yeah, what exactly. Are you, what, are you, what are you waiting for it to suddenly snow in Perth? Um, <laughs> yeah. It was, I saw a lot of people doing it in Gothenburg when we were there, we were there because Gotham that was City. summer. We were on like a cycle path. So that was um, a lot there. I, I mean, the thing is, so the. Whiskey, I needed to go and buy some shoes for Indoor Ultimate the other day because I only came across here with some of my nice finger shoes. Have I spoke? Have I told you about my mm. finger shoes? I'm not sure, but I know what you're talking about, but they sound cool. Do you they're, play they're, frisbee they're in them? Nice. I tried to, but the thing is I was using my indoor ones, which are like basically slippers, so they don't really have anything like tying them on. They're basically just like mm. slip-ons, which meant that if I turned too fast, the uh, I turned, but my shoes didn't. Uh-huh. Um, so they kept coming off. So I was like, fine, I'll go and buy some shoes. Um, <laughs> and as we went into just this cheap, like you know, uh, an outlet, because it's called Stadium Outlet, basically where you go and buy last year's sporty stuff for cheap. And as we're looking for the, like the indoor football, indoor squash shoes, we walked past some skis. 
And we're going like, mm. oh, there's some skis. And I was like, sorry, how much are those? And it turns out skis are cheap if you buy last year's. Um, hmm. So we got some skis, well, which, is, which, which was nice. And um, we were planning on getting some anyway, but uh, when we'd originally been looking up and weighing up the pros and cons, we thought we would just hire them. But then we were just like, wait, no, like these are like half price or like better than half price off. Whoa. Like, we'll You're talking about that. like actual snow skis, not like roller yeah. skis. Snow skis. Yeah. Wow. But they really well, care least- about the new models, don't they? It's by the sounds oh, of it. Oh, yeah. Like, as you, even as you go through the season, the prices drop. Wow. Like, because, of course, if you buy it now, you'll only get half a season out of it. As if most people are going, uh, aren't going for a week anyway. Um, but right next to the Alpine skis were the cross-country skis, which uh-huh. I was kind of looking at, like, because I've spoken about it before, I think. There's a, a ski race in Sweden called Vasaloppet, which is a 90K cross-country ski race. It's the longest cross-country ski race in the world, apparently. And, I've, and I, I'd i like to give it a go sometime. But one thing I remember from, or I, I think it's from this race, but it might be from another race I was looking at, is they say, you can't do this on hired skis. So I was like, that's annoying. I don't really want to have to buy a whole new set of skis just for a race. But then I, mm-hmm. whilst I was there, I was looking at them. I was like, actually, again, last year's cross-country skis are not that expensive. Hmm. Okay, it's not like I'm going out and buying it. You know, it's not like the price of a mm-hmm. coffee. But I was still suddenly having to reassess, like, do you know what? Like, if I actually was going to practice a little bit of this, then it really would be cheaper just to buy, go and buy this set instead of going and hiring well, especially if you're higher for a week or something, that quickly yeah. negates it. But like, I don't get that. Is the technology doesn't improve that much in a year? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't say. I don't think it would. Like, I think it's a lot of marketing because, like, people that ski in old time, like people that have skied their whole lives, they get out their skis, and they could be old skis. Like, people are good with old stuff. It, it doesn't yeah. mean it's what a weird industry. It must there be might be people out there on, with skis older than me. Maybe, but this is maybe it's just I, I'm surprised that. Uh, this is the kind of thing that I would think you'd normally call a con because it does feel like that sometimes when you go, uh-huh. how are you, you, like you make all these skis every year and then you just sell them at a discount at the end of the season. Uh-huh. Like you do know, uh, like at least for the next couple of years, it is going to snow next winter. Uh-huh. Like why do you not yeah, just sell nothing- them then? So we like when I first, uh, when I was kite surfing years ago, it was right when the sport was starting in Perth and Things did dramatically change because the sport was so new. The mm. kites were like the first ones that I got because I bought second-hand kites and they were like some of the first ones to enter Australia. They were just like completely deadly, no safety, no nothing, and like yeah. you'd probably kill yourself. And so every year you could see these advancements in the technology of the kite and how they could have this fifth line that could diffuse the power of the kite and or release the bar and not have to like swim after it and untangle all these lines. Anyway, so it really did change. But skiing isn't a sport that's new. Like it's been around for like a couple of years I'm yeah. going to say <laughs> it's I mean, a stick granted they'll still be like oh this year we've worked out how to get this little bit of plastic here right there's always thing. nuances yeah exactly but as uh, I'm kind of thinking by now like because this is what we're looking at going well buying last year's stuff this stuff is still nicer than the stuff that we were hiring two years ago yeah there all the higher stuff is old right so it doesn't yeah. really matter <laughs> I mean, if I think if you manage to get to a ski resort like at the big, very beginning of the season, then good for you. You're going to be skiing on brand new stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but apart from that, like yeah, as soon as I anything else I've skied on, like this has been bashed about by anyone else for ages. Mm-hmm. Although I do now have a bit more of um, an understanding as to why. Whenever I used to go on ski, uh, go skiing with like groups, so like on a school ski trip or something, 
which I mentioned a couple of times. If you're skiing with that many people, inevitably someone's going to do something like break a ski pole or whatever. And now I understand why the, the ski instructors were just like, meh, okay, just pick up the other bit. Because, mm-hmm. of course, if someone breaks it, like, oh, I'm so sorry, oh, I don't know what to do. I, I'm really sorry I broke the ski pole. Oh. And the ski instructors just just like, just don't litter, like, pick up the bits. I now know why. <laughs> it's because ski poles are so cheap. We were really? paying like, like uh, 10, I don't know, what, was it 100 kroner? For a pair, which means that like each one was like ten bucks. Oh wow! Yeah, that's why I was like, oh, that's why they're so. Cheap. <laughs> that's, that's why they don't care because it turns out maybe these things are really cheap. Um, huh. How so- does Sweden rate in terms of like? You know how some countries that have I have very limited experience in snow, but some mountains in some countries are like notoriously cheap, and some are notoriously expensive. Like, how does Sweden stack up, like, as a as a hobby? Is it an expensive hobby there, or is it a cheap hobby? Um, I think it's a so, sort of middle of the road, because it's the kind of place okay. where, like, everyone, not well, not everyone, but a lot of people go skiing. Because for them, of course, it's like, so where we're going this weekend, it's just a two and a half hour drive, which to me is nuts. Like, I'm used to... Oh, if I want to go skiing, right, it's going to not only be a lot of money, but I'm going to have to go get on a train or a plane or a boat, or mm-hmm. it's going to take you a day to get there, and then I'm going to have to do it for a week, and then it's going to take days to get back. I'm not used to this idea of, oh, we'll just go. Just yeah, Sunday, right? fine. Um, so because of that, it means that it's a lot more accessible. So that this becomes like, this is why, why you go to a shop and you go, oh, yeah, if you just got, here's the ski section over here where you can buy some cheap skis. But um, I th- I guess it'd probably be middle-ish, like hmm, a lot of people that's do good. it. But it's approachable. It's not, yeah, it's not. Uh, it's it's not the standard of the Alps because we're not very high up. They haven't got mountains that big here, but they have got cold. Well, I'm just sitting here with all my fans and aircons off, like back back in the good old days, I'm sweating. So there's no noise on the podcast. How is <laughs> how is summer in Perth going? <laughs> Oh, it's bloody hot. I think today is, I think this weekend's going to be in the 40s. I'm not sure. But, oh, God, I don't miss yeah. that. Dumb, 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 dumb. What can you do? Now, here I am having to make sure I put on, like, take ages to leave the house because I've got to put put some shoes on, put some your coat on, put some gloves on, put a hat on. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure that gets old, but it's such a novelty just to, like, layer up, layer down. Oh, yeah, it's the kind of thing like when you're doing it for a little bit, you're like, this is fun. And then suddenly you're going, oh, God, oh, I left something out in the van. God, it's going to be ages just to get dressed to go outside. <laughs> Even um, I'm seeing like uh, some like photos from Queensland and like some friends going on holidays and stuff. And it's just the grass is green and lush. And yes, it must be muggy and yes, it's a different climate. But just the mm. fact that the colour green exists in summer is just a foreign concept. Like, <laughs> grass is dead. When I moved back from Perth to the UK, landed, and I'm there looking at this going, wow, it's so green here. This is yep. amazing. Just as I'm thinking that, my family who's in the car is going, just look at how dry and yellow everything is. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, you have no idea. What are you talking about? The stuff is green. There is there is green out there. Go, yeah, there is life. Not all of it's green. Probably last time we talked, I was toying with the idea of getting a new new line of Mac because uh, my previous was a MacBook Pro. You definitely laptop. sounded like you were trying to talk yourself into getting a Mac. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of talking because basically the price of the laptop doubled the entry level price. Where like, mm. granted, it was. 2000 and I don't know, 
12 when I bought my last laptop. Um, so like naturally things cost more expensive, but technology also gets cheaper. So it's a weird combination. But technology they, gets cheaper, but they can charge you more for it. So oh man. So these new entry level of the pro model um, was three grand Australian. Like, the mo- like crazy, mm. crazy. We're talking like 20 years ago prices. This isn't new age. Yeah. I don't know why it is. They say it's super fast and, you know, there's a shortage of things and everything. But anyway, so the decision was like, do I just go all out? Because my previous two laptops were PC laptops, so Windows-based laptops, and they lasted yeah. three years before giving out. And in 2012 when I decided to get a MacBook laptop. It was after like one or two friends had one. I got to have a fiddle with them and they seemed really cool, seemed really robust. And so I was like, whatever, I'll spin the dice. And it was pretty hard to get because all your friends play games on PCs. There are no games in the Macs in 2012, nothing worth playing, that's for sure. It was a very weird purchase for me to get. Certainly copped a lot of criticism for it. Um, And also I was like starting to do some comics and I was starting to get an idea that maybe you could draw on an iPad with a third party stylus. Again, no one was drawing anything on iPads. They didn't even have their pencil, nothing like that. So both my Mac purchases were like a bit out of left field, but I got the laptop, got the iPad and they start to work well together. They can do some special things. And so this last MacBook went for nine years, which is a pretty good run for a laptop that cost me a grand. And you just sit down, you realize that you're spending every day on this thing. It's being like hammered. You're just constantly, you're never letting it rest. And it's lasted that long. Like that's pretty good. And so, but just as I was about to commit and I was going to get, I was, I was sussing out my friend's opinions that have Macs. I was like, what do you think? Do you think you're going to get this new model? Because you had a Mac computer. And I was like, oh, Baxter would be all about this. And I said, like, oh, I think I get this. What do you think? And you're like, I don't know. Do you really need a Mac? I was like, what do you mean do I really need a Mac? I've just, just convinced myself to get it. And it was the worst thing you could have said. And... I went Did you want some doubt on that? Yeah. Yeah. I messaged another friend and who had a Mac as well. And he's like, he got the, he got one the same time as I had previously. And I was like, surely he's looking about this time to get a new one. He was like, wow, they're really expensive, aren't they? Yeah. I got a, like a <laughs> Windows PC like years ago. I'm like, what? Where's my faithful comrades? I, I was just devastated. I'm like, Macs are getting better. Surely a decade of using it. Guys, come on. And yeah, so I went down this huge rabbit hole of like, do I do I need a Mac? Do I need a Mac? Do I need- wonder could I Raspberry Pis are pretty good. I wonder if I could do everything on a Raspberry Pi. And so I went down this huge rabbit hole of like thinking about getting the highest end laptop that's ever been made by humankind to getting like the most pathetic powered little chip and hoping I could do everything on it. And like Mm. the new ones have dual screens. They have like higher Ram and like you can have multiple browsers at the same time. I'm going down this real rabbit hole of thinking this could be a great opportunity to, um, because I'm on this bit of a kick at the moment of like really focusing on what I want to do. And like, instead of multitasking, I'm, a pie would limit you into focusing on a single thing at a time just because it would crash if you tried to do too many things. And I was like, I like this idea. I could focus on one thing at a time. I could monotask instead of multitask. This is kind of like in my ethos right now. 
it's kind of like a time in my life when I came back from traveling and thought I won't get a car, I can just ride my bike everywhere. Just want to do something crazy. And you realize you live in Australia and that's the stupidest idea ever. But so I had this phase and I went, went weeks for it and I was researching and I was also almost going to get it. But I realized it was probably a dumb call and um, and I ended up getting a Mac. And oh that whole monotask <laughs> thing I said, I must have been bullshitting because right now I've got a curved screen with two windows on it. I've got the laptop screen with two windows on it. It connects seamlessly with an iPad. An iPad can be an additional screen, like seamlessly with the new Macs. So that's got two screens. I work on six things at a time in these, like right in front of me. It's the best thing ever. It feels like I'm in NASA, but like so different from Raspberry Pi. That should, definitely wouldn't have worked. But you definitely considered it. I definitely did. You, you, your simple sentence, you caused me a lot of pain and angst. And <laughs> the problem was, with the max right the ordering was a bit of a hassle because i was waiting for the black friday sale because i'm like mm. apples don't really do deals ever for things no. and so if there's ever going to be a thing it'll be a black friday and last year it was a gift card so you buy something you get a gift card at least it'll balance itself out and i'll get a few hundred bucks off and so Oh man, it was a painful purchase. I wish I wish I wasn't such a Scrooge with trying to get a deal. But this is basically what I did to get $400 off was that uh, I waited for Black Friday. Apple had a deal, but it wasn't for the new line of MacBooks. It was only for like their iPods and sorry, their iPhones and stuff. So I was like, damn it, I can't go through them. But Apple are the only people that have stock. They just control who they give stock to and every other shop in Perth has like a month waiting list until or two month waiting list until Apple sends them what they want to send. Cause they want everyone to come yep. to their stores to buy it. And you kind of see that. I was like, oh, okay, but a local store had 10% off and you went in, you're like, okay, I get 10% off 3000. That's $300. That's quite significant. Mm. So I'll go there and I'll get what they, I'll get it through them and, and it'll work out great. And then I decided to do, an extra step, which caused me a lot of pain and I don't recommend to anyone, but there is a basically through work, different works have different benefits. And one of the ones with my job is that uh, there's a, you get a, a few percent off if you go through them to buy gift cards. And so I was like, okay, I'll go to JB. No, no, that's right. JB didn't have a deal. Good guys had a deal, but JB price matches and JB, uh, I get a price discount of a few percent. So like, okay, I will buy $2,600 gift cards, go to JB, get them to price match good guys because I can't get stock from Apple. And that way I'll save $400 instead of $300 and, and things would be, it'd be a great deal. The problem was that I purchased 26 gift cards and I was literally printing money. I was printing these gift cards off and I felt like I was frauding the system and uh, just, yeah, printing free money. And then I got them and I went to the store and they said, yeah, we'll price match. Oh, we don't have any stock. So, um, yeah, we can't can't do price match if we don't have stock. You can come back what? at New Year and we'll do it. It's just the way they do their deal. Mm. So I was like, oh, no, I've got $2,600 gift cards that <laughs> have to be spent at this store now. And- I can't just take this money and go buy it at another shop with the 10% off because I wanted that extra hundred bucks. 
I'm now in a real pickle. <laughs> and went around to different shops. I eventually found one that um, would let me put an order, let them save one that was coming after Christmas. So I had to wait like yeah. a month or two months for, for it to arrive in. But they accepted my gift cards with my plea of uh, I'm in a rock and a hard place and I don't know <laughs> what to do. I thought I was going to purchase something from you. And it was literally like I was there with this first guy that I was trying to get it from. He said no. And I was like, I want to spend this money with you. But I can't. <laughs> Please take my made up money. Please take my money because, like, I've, I'm stuck. And uh, anyways, long story short, stock comes in. I go in to get it. I'm taking all my – I've got, like, the manager's okay. I get in, bring all my gift cards, and this salesperson comes up to me and, like, yeah, so I've made this uh, arrangement with the manager just here to pick up my thing. He's like, Cool. Have you ever thought about getting this other model or like uh, trying to oh, like no. do a sales tactic? Because they get a commission, right, if they get you on any upsell. Yeah. And it basically took like half an hour or an hour to convince him I didn't want to be upsold and please just talk to the manager and give me my damn laptop. <laughs> and I get to the checkout and I give over all these gift cards. There's a huge line because it's like Boxing Day now when I'm picking it up. Boxing Day sales yeah. are on. And I give my gift cards over to this person who's just started working and they don't know how to do gift cards. And they have to enter in 26 things, (laughs) 26 pin codes. And I've got this docket that's taller than me. It's this huge thing. It was such an ordeal just to get like, I wish I just caught a border outright, but I wanted the deal. In the end, I got it. And it's awesome. It's so fast. It's great. There was a lot of pain. And all I can say is if, like, don't be a Scrooge like me. Just, you know, get a deal if you can get it. If you don't, it's not worth it. Oh, my God. But you got the, you, it worked for you in the end. Oh, it worked. Yeah. I, I got some more gray hairs that I've already got, apparently. But um, how many yeah. how many shops did you have to go to to get this to work? Yeah, several, several. So and how uh, much did you spend the fuel to get to those? Oh, just time, days, days researching, <laughs> figuring out. Because, like, it, buying lots of gift cards is a thing that some people do to, like, because sometimes there's promotions. That's why they have on promotions yeah. now you can't buy gift cards to stop dumb people like me doing dumb things like this. Mm. But um, there wasn't in this case. But, yeah, buying, I definitely thought as I was printing all these gift cards, it feels like a bad idea. Like, I sure hope this works out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm really backing myself into a corner. And if they turn around and go, no, I've got, yep. there's there's no, there is no plan B. No, there isn't, except to pay full price, which, you know, isn't the end of the world, but it's all that pain for absolutely nothing. But, um, yeah, so sucked in, Baxter, I did buy it. So you didn't talk me out of it. Just gave me months of grief but it's really cool like uh my old laptop got to a state where if i wanted to copy something and paste it even from like a url or something it took like four or five seconds to copy Mm. and about four or five seconds to paste and i was losing my life to (laughs) the slowness of the computer i I know what that's like because that's why i ditched my mac it's because it got like that after um uh what was the First, the the operating system at sixty four bit only that one really tanked it. I mean, I think my my iMac was a similar age to your 
MacBook. Probably, actually. yeah. So I'm yeah. amazed you kept on going because I did this like two years ago. <laughs> uh-huh. But man, like I even when I went in and and uh, obviously the MacBook Pros are the new models. If people don't know, like the whole release schedule of all Mac products are kind of a mystery. And there's like a website called MacRumors.com which helps you figure out when to buy it. Because unlike skis, they do dramatically change year to year, and getting the new one is a big. Uh, advantage to like yeah. the lifespan but, of your device, but also unlike skis, they, the price doesn't go down. Well, that is true. They stay the same. Yeah, so you could get like a last year's model, the same price. But yeah. when I was looking at them, I was I'm going to get the laptop. Going to get the laptop. I walk past the IMAX like yours, mm. and I don't know how many. Like this one was like, is it 34 inches? Is that one? It was humongous, <laughs> and I was like, do I need a laptop? Baxter's like now saying, do I need a Mac? Do I even need a laptop? This thing was massive. I was like, this would be so amazing. And it was cheaper, but old. And it's like, oh, I just can't make decisions. It's too hard. This is the the problem. And I was um, thinking about this recently where um, some something I read on the internet a while ago was uh, someone making the point that really – if, if we're being pragmatic about things, we would put 50% of the effort about a decision before and after it. So you'd make, put 50% of the effort into a decision before you make it, making sure you make the right decision, you know, put your mm-hmm. work into working out what the right decision is. And after that, you spend the same amount of energy making sure that that decision works. So when you're choosing a your laptop, you put lots of effort into choosing which laptop to get. But after you've chosen, instead of worrying about uh, whether you made the right decision or thinking, oh, I should have got this one instead, just make that decision work. So you go, right, this is the laptop mm. I have now. This is what I, 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 any effort I need to put in to make it work, I do that. Whereas in reality, we tend to do about 80 20. That's true. I like loads, that thinking. Yeah, put loads and loads of effort into making making the decision and trying to choose which one we have. And then as soon as we have it, we just go, that's it. Uh, it's out of my hands now. I can't do anything about it. When, whereas in reality, you, you can. You can mm-hmm. make things work. You make so it in this work. Case, yeah. Yeah. In this case, you've go, you're agonizing over which type of computer to get and which one to get. But then you go, really, any of them will work. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not as bad. So you just need to make sure that when you've made that decision, just go, that's it. I've made the decision now. Done. I'm going to make this work. I like that. I'm very pragmatic about a lot of things, but mm. I'm definitely not in terms of purchasing things. Like the more choice <laughs> so we have, the more I agonize about getting the best thing at the best price. Yep. And those two things sometimes aren't in agreement. Like um, I, I think for me, like financial freedom would be to be able to get what you want and not have to like try and find out what's the best. Like it's such a, oh, it'd be so annoying. Yeah. Cause you then trying to work out like, is getting the next model up worth the extra price, uh-huh. and things like that. Whereas you try like because what what you're also trying to work out is you that you try and take something intangible, which is like how much time I'm going to save by having this new thing. You're trying to, you're trying to justify it by saying, look, this computer here has these numbers, and these mm-hmm. numbers will actually mean that I save time. I don't know how mm-hmm. much time, but these numbers are bigger, so therefore those numbers are nicer. So uh-huh. I'm going to spend a bigger number of money on this on these numbers so that I have a faster thing all of them would be faster but this one's going to be faster faster yeah I because especially this new line what Mm. they're doing as well is encouraging add-ons and like to upgrade certain things and the only 
silver lining I had was that my last one that lasted nine years was the base model and that did me well. So I've just got this trust that like base model is perfectly fine. So yep. that's, it's good to know, but cause I would be a sucker for getting the next one. Cause I'll not necessarily getting it, but wondering of like, uh, or oh, it would be better though. I'm not sure. Cause you just add on a little bit and then add on a little bit more and add on a little bit more. Cause that's what I did with my laptop. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll put some slightly more, expensive RAM in it and I'll put some a slightly nicer hard drive in it and I'll put this and this is and then you realize mm-hmm. you've added on like hundreds of pounds to the price just by putting on small bits. But then you go for each of them and you go, but each one of them seems like a solid idea. Decision. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But I do love my uh I love my setup now. So it's the the fact that the iPad can be an extra screen is so cool the how how the Macs work together like that. But I'm getting to the feeling of like I could take my laptop and do work everywhere, but I'm kind of getting used to having multiple screens that like mm. it's like I get to a point where I've even got like the the downloads folder on a screen permanently because I download so much and I use that file instantly. I can yeah. access it straight away by dragging and just that shortcut in itself is like really satisfying, but that can't happen if, uh, you're using just the one screen. You have to like find the folder and open it. I don't know. That's really nerdy, but uh, I like thinking about that kind of stuff. It makes a big difference. I mean, so for work, I have two screens. It's it's not just about saving time. It's also making it easier to have everything in your head at once. Uh, especially when you get when you get wide screens. And I've just like I've always been a full screener because I've always had small devices. But with the big screen, and you can have like multiple windows, not maximized because websites these days don't or even programs don't use the full real estate to their extent. And so like reducing yeah. our width can be okay. Yes, it was a, a big process, but we're through and I, I'm, I'm bloody happy having a new a new device. I'm glad I helped. <laughs> yep, all right. <laughs> well, the music's playing. That means- It is now. It means a wrap up. I, I was thinking, uh, because tonight I'm about to watch it, I was thinking we could reset some homework because I know what people like with homework. They wouldn't have done their homework because, let's face it, homework's homework. Is, is that also <laughs> because you, you didn't do that? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, a kitten. <laughs> no, that's good. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Well, we, were, we were going to watch and then, like, there's a whole bunch of, like, cinema issues with, like, wearing masks and not them being, like, spread at places and stuff. But anyway, it's on, uh, it's on, like, Google Play movies now, which is way more accessible. Uh, I think everyone should watch. You gave the recommendation. Everyone should watch uh, the new James Bond movie, No Time to Die. And I don't know if that's positive or negative, but I'm not going to get a gauge either way. I'm going to watch it, open-eyed, and I'm excited. So we'll be able to ch- chat about it next time. And hopefully, I will still remember they are the. Uh, the <laughs> no, I, was, I will still remember what I thought about it at the time. <laughs> Oh, and something happened since then. I don't think we've mentioned this. The new Matrix movie. Haven't seen it yet. It's still cinema thing. Didn't want to watch it while wearing a mask. But probably the most, in my world, my small brain world, the most anticipated movie of my lifetime. So... Is it? In my mind, yep. It's like the biggest thing to... Like when they announced that they were releasing another one, big deal, big deal. So uh, I know that... uh, I just know by its topical nature and by how people are in the world these days and the reaction they've had with big franchises, 
I know that there is going to be strong opinions, probably more for the negative than the positive, even before it was even released. Mm. So uh, I'm going in without any care about other people's opinions. <laughs> I just have to go through the world like this, otherwise people steal the joy from you in it, everywhere they can. So for next time, watch No Time to Die. Yes, uh, forget about the Matrix. If you, don't, <laughs> if you don't mind us talking about it without you having seen it, then you don't need to watch it. But if you do... If you don't want spoilers and you want to listen to the next episode, watch No Time Today. Yes, should be fun. All right, did you have a did you have a quote, Baxter? This quote's by uh, Morgan Harper Nichols. When you start to feel like things should have been better this year, remember the mountains and valleys that got you here. They are not accidents, and those moments weren't in vain. You are not the same. You have grown and are growing. You are breathing. You are living. You are wrapped in endless, boundless grace and things will get better. There is more to you than yesterday. Try and remember as we come... I, I, I don't know why I always feel like I have to put a rider onto quotes. I just go, here's a quote, <laughs> and here's how I feel about it. So <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to let that sit. Yeah, we don't need to add commentary to, like, the inspirational <laughs> quote. It's been good fun catching up, Goats, and hopefully yeah, we'll catch up again soon. Can't believe it's only been one week since the last episode. <laughs> since we released it, so that counts. It is, yeah. All right, right, we'll catch you there. See you there and I'll see you another time. Peace.